Greetings, boils and ghouls. You're listening to Crypt Creepers, serving up hot, meaty chunks of USDA Prime 90s television. Tales from the Crypt. I'm Thomas Johnston, and handcuffed to my wrist is the decaying remains of my dead sister, Mary Johnston. Hey, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) You'll be stone dead in a minute. Yeah, all right. I'm feeling better. Oh, man. Monty, people are... Most I, I don't really know why people listen to our podcast, but they definitely are not listening to it. So we can do. I don't Python know. Bits. Maybe the three teenage boys who might be listening just felt like they got a big old bone thrown their way. Maybe fan Maybe. service, fan service for the select few. Yeah, no, probably not. Go back to playing Dungeons and Dragons. It's cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. <laughs> I was like, See, well, what's what's, uh, what's happening? What's 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 to say? Season three saved by a good episode in the in the number two spot. Thank goodness that first one was a real dog, but this one's pretty good. We almost our podcast almost didn't survive. <laughs> we almost didn't make it out because it was we so thematically just, thin. Just quit. Yep, right then and there. <laughs> no, we got some good ones coming up. I actually looked over season three, and a lot of ones that I remember are from this season. Mm-hmm. This mean, is must the, have um, be when it's like starting to pick up and like getting serious legs. Yeah, the season three, the one with the Kathy Ireland, the Miss, the Miss uh, Autopsy. I love that, that one. Three. Yeah, that was great. I, I vividly remember watching that one. Let's talk about different episodes. Um, I vividly remember watching it as a child. Me too. <laughs> it must have gotten heavy, heavy repeat play. No, I think it heavy was just. Play. I think it was just horrifying. Just good luck. I think this also is the season that has the meatloaf episode, which I love. Oh, of course, of course, you would. Yeah. What song? Start thinking now. What song are we going to do for the Meat Love episode? Just think. Just think. Keep in your head. All right. I'll thinking. I'll let it roll around in my heart. Where you make these choices with your heart, not your head. Um. Which should be, which probably is like a lyric from a Meat Love song. Um, this, <laughs> this episode is written and directed by the same man. That's that, that absurd. Who, who would do that? Stephen E. DeSosa. He is uh, more famous as a writer than a director, but that's okay. That's a, that's a recurrent bit in Tales from the That's a recurrent like. bit. At least we've had like a little jag of it. Um, Stephen wrote the following classics, The Running Man, Die Hard 1 and 2, Hudson Hawk, and the live action 90s version of The Flintstones. Oh, man, that punished. I saw that in theaters. Yeah. The, here's, here's the thing. I feel like we need a special little sound or like take a drink every time someone has worked on Die Hard or the Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, I think that, that that's like the most enormous cast. I do really like The Running yeah. Man, though. That's cl- that's mm-hmm. that's super clutch. Um, <laughs> Steven. Like I like that. Uh, I like that killer hockey player. Yeah. Steven holds the honor of being um, one of the handful of screenwriters um, whose films have earned over uh, two billion dollars in worldwide box office uh, monies. Wow. Yep, that's cool. Yep. Um, which basically means that he's worked on like big name things. Uh, I sure. assume that the Flintstones just really raked it in. Yeah. I, I, right. Okay. Right. You're bringing this up, right? Because of course, uh, <clears throat> Kyle McLaughlin was, of course, in the the, the the Flintstones. One can only conclude that Stephen and Kyle worked together on this. <laughs> And that's directly what led to him being cast in the Flintstones movie. 
He was just like, what a cool guy. <laughs> yes. Unfortunately, because he did that, he was not Batman in Batman Returns, which oh, makes man. it a slightly less perfect movie in my eyes. That would be wild. That would be so- Batman Returns. And you, I, this is if you go back a month, you can listen to the Space Bros episode where we cover Batman Returns. Batman Returns almost had a dream cast. Christopher Walken almost was David Bowie to play the big mm-hmm. bad. And right, yeah. Michael and uh, Kyle MacLachlan almost pushed Michael Keaton off the off the podium to be uh, Batman. If it was a Kyle MacLachlan David Bowie picture, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Kyle MacLachlan, I feel like that with that they're just leaning into the the, the Keatonness. Of, like if Bruce Wayne, they're like, yeah, he's like kind of a little fine boned man, <laughs> well, a little bit furtive. You should you should listen to that episode. We talk about how the Batman Returns Batman is a softer side of the bat. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, but Kyle McLaughlin, famous man in his own right. Uh, he's a David Lynch darling. He hardly needs any introduction at all. But he's uh, he special agent. Wob Deed. He yeah. is special agent Dale Cooper in Twin Peaks. He is Paul Atreides in Dune. And he is Jeffrey Beaumont in Blue Velvet. And if those don't ring a bell, he's also done some pieces that we assume allowed him to buy a very nice beach home, such as Showgirls. And Sex mm-hmm. in the City, and the aforementioned '90s live action version of uh, live action movie, The Flintstones. Yeah, he's great. It's awesome in that movie, in a movie for kids, where they basically explain white collar crime to Fred Flintstone, who also sort of surrogate for every child watching it, being like, "What the heck? What is going Wait on?" A minute. Yeah. Also, um, also gave Rosie O'Donnell a a role that is so against type. It's bananas. Mm-hmm. Also, Halle Berry is on that movie. Yeah, what? Halle Berry is the is the is the femme fatale. Yep. Kyle MacLachlan's sister friend. I think, like, I think they're like love interest or like co-conspirators. Co-conspirators, I think, is the right word. Yeah. Sister. I don't know. Uh, George uh, Del Holo is also in this Hoyo. Del Hoyo? What? Yeah. Yeah. His character is named Policeman. The Policeman. What a what a what a missed opportunity to make him a sheriff. But that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um George has mostly done TV work, uh, and he's pretty prolific in that. But the thing that he did that I was the most uh taken with is he is the owl in the mariachi band uh from the movie Rango, who plays the accordion. Oh, sweet. Yeah. And I think it's oddly poignant that he was a bird in the desert for that movie, given mm-hmm. the the plot line of this particular episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, would so, you like to would you like to give us a little run through on that? I, I'd love to. Earl Raymond Diggs is a felonious serial killer who has escaped on the eve of his execution. He escapes into the desert of Arizona, pursued by a lone dedicated motorcycle patrolman. In the sun and the heat, he will learn that the punishment must fit the crime. I mean, sort of. <laughs> sort of. Um, yeah. I, the... <laughs> Sounds good, so it must be true. I really like, um, I really like this episode, but mm-hmm. this episode is sparse, I would say. Yeah. I, I, ooh, I think this episode, yes, but this episode... Could be, would be better were it sparser. <laughs> mm. Okay, T- g- g- yeah. go on. I think that um, 
I think that what so for starters, I think it's funny that the uh, that the the uh, comic book cover that the crypt keeper shows you kind of spoils the the end for you. It's not not great. Shouldn't do that. Fix that. But I think that um like I think that there was entirely too much talking in this episode. Um, uh, Earl Raymond Diggs needs to just kind of shut up and show not tell. And I think it would be real rad if the policeman had no dialogue whatsoever. If he just is sort of this 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 revenant T one thousand esque sort of pursuing presence, and then is this this dead weight burden, um, you know, sort of a like almost like he just is continuing on in the same job. Um, I also think some of the um, so th- this would benefit this 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 episode, um, which I also did like a lot, kind of has. <sighs> inconsistent uh cinematography mm-hmm. like some sometimes it looks like an episode of walker texas ranger mm-hmm. and other times it's it's quite beautiful uh i think that so i think so i think they should have gone more sparse and spare um i would have gone for a little bit little bit better stronger kind of neo-noir western like a tito and tarantula kind of more 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 steel guitar kind of soundtrack for it if I was punching it up myself mm-hmm. um, and there'd be less talking, there'd be a lot more shots of like men sweating and the sun and the bird and the sand and like a little gecko or something. <laughs> and then, you know, and the, oh. this would have like, been, this would have been really cool if basically the only sound were like environmental sounds and digs. I agree with that. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean? But like the, the kind of, those kind of movies where you just hear like a guy being like, Oh, like an, episode you know, of, like, an episode of Prairie Home Companion. Okay. Yeah, yeah, Prairie, Prairie Home Companion. Sure. <laughs> it's been a quiet day in my hometown. <laughs> now it's just incess- incessant banjo music. Yeah, now it's just banjo, yes. And, and, and one imagines what uh, Garrison Killer would sound like if he were a hip millennial. <laughs> Who is definitely not sexually predatory. I, uh, I I I know nothing about the guy who took over for Garrison Killer. I just sort of imagine that he is dressed like Captain Mal from Firefly at all times. <laughs> boots oh, like, in a duster. Oh, like boots, like suspenders. Um, to <laughs> boots me, in a duster, but also holding a banjo. So it's sort of like if Bela Fleck was in Firefly. To me, he sounds like a friendly version of a uh, friend of the pod, Aaron Mankey. Oh yeah. Mm. He's like a bow tie. He's like a walking human bow tie, except he oh, has a really like a... cheery pattern on him. I see. Yeah. As opposed to he's the not... black as the black as the hole they buried you alive in bow tie that Aaron Mankey is. Yeah. Right. Yep. 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 <laughs> Just loves W. H. Holmes. No. Yep. Or H. H. Holmes. Yep. yep. He's like murder shoot. <clears throat> um, but, okay. So 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 we we getting getting ahead of ourselves. Mary, we're breaking breaking the format. Go back to the script. <sighs> What? Garrison Keillor, what are you the, doing back here? What's the moral? What is the takeaway? <laughs> um uh, they're kind of, I think there's like a small more a small moral and a big moral. Oh, well, that's cool. So this is double moral. Double moral. It's, it's, like a, a, nesting it's a nesting morals. doll of moral of morals. Um I think one of the morals is sometimes determination isn't enough. <laughs> and I it, it almost is. And I also think that um, there's another one which which kind of is like the the opposite of the or it's like the flip side of this, which is like nature finds a way. Things are going to catch up to you and justice will be served no matter what you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also have a jokey one, which is never think that Weekend at Bernie's can't work in other genres. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, mine are mine are only jokey. Always wear sunscreen, aim your axe, and be kind to animals. Yeah. Why didn't he just break that guy's wrist? Way easier. Well, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, to be honest, though, that did not occur to me until I like afterwards. So I think it's effectively shot. If that doesn't occur to you, if you're not like, oh, this is easy, just bash that guy's hand until it slips out of the cuff. Yeah, yeah. That means it's effectively done. Yeah, yeah. Well, and like narratively, you're on board for it, right? Because it's yeah. such a it's such a cool idea. Yeah. It's a, it's it's executed very well. So uh, this episode isn't exactly subtle with its symbolism. <laughs> You want to talk about some of the symbolic, uh, some of the symbolic stuff that goes on, goes down in this episode? Sure. What do you want to talk? What do you want to lead off with? Let's talk about the cop. Um, the Terminator, his you mean? Role. Yeah, especially the the T one thousand, the revenant who who brings down Diggs from beyond the grave. Mm-hmm. Um, I also like that the police badge is is used in the improvised hatchet that Diggs then half cuts his hand off with, and then all the way cuts his hand off later it's very uh i don't know it's just kind of like symbolism but i did think it was beautiful actually the um the scene after they uh they, where they have the uh the sandstorm or whatever blows through and then you see the you see what looks like the patrolman just laying face down and it looks like his legs are moving like it's a mistake mm-hmm. but then you realize that Diggs is like laying underneath him yeah uh, i thought that i thought that was a really cool that was a really cool reveal it mm-hmm. looked it looked real good yeah, I like um, I like how this is done. Like, uh, you know, I think I, I think that people who like movies sometimes are offended if you have like hit over the head symbolism. I'm almost never offended with that in a Tales from the Crypt. I think it's kind of why we're here. Sure. Um, you also got you also got like 20 minutes to change. So yeah, so you gotta go. you gotta keep keep it going, especially if it feels like it's intentional. Like it's not someone being like nobody knows what's going on with me. Like you know, <laughs> yeah. if it feels intentional yeah. and it doesn't feel condescending, which I don't get that feeling from any of this, then I'm on mm-hmm. board with it. Um, sure. The story itself and the exposition feels very paint by numbers, right? Like. There's a there's like a white hat and a black hat and Diggs is the black hat. He's a bad guy. Yep. He's an unrepented murderer. He's cocky. He believes he can mm-hmm. get away with anything. But the white hat, which is basically like the universe, has other plans. <laughs> yeah, it's like the cop and nature. Yep. The cop, the cop and <laughs> the that vulture. Desert. Yeah. Uh, make up for it. Yes. Th- the vulture symbolizing justice and death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, I thought Diggs kind of talks a little bit too much, um, and I think that a lot of this works because uh, McLaughlin does a, has a lot of like inherent charisma. Um, actually, a lot of the stuff that Diggs says is kind of a little bit for me a little bit too quippy. He kind of seems like kind of Spider Man esque almost with his dialogue, oh, <laughs> like yeah. one liners that don't like super land. A quippy quipster. Yeah, I mean, I think that Kyle McLaughlin. I mean, there's a reason that. That David Lynch likes Kyle McLaughlin. He is a te- like he is like a Ken doll of a person. He's very he's very handsome, right? Like traditionally mm-hmm. quite attractive. Sure, but he has sort of this like ethereal weird quality to him that mm-hmm. means that while he his charisma and his handsomeness is natural, like he does, it's not like a it's not like something he has to force. It's always just a little bit few degrees off plumb. You know, like, so he feels like a weird person and he makes you feel a little bit unsettled no matter what he's doing. 
He's like the opposite of Bruce Campbell, who also who is also too handsome, but in his case is like sort of too grounded, too yeah, too on the nose. I think that's probably like, like he has. I think I've seen something like you before. Oh yes, it's on the end of both my feet. It's my big toes. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah. I mean, like Kyle MacLachlan feels like like some like a trickster, like a trickster elf. Like he would be an mm-hmm. excellent Loki. He could pull yeah. that off. Or also, like, if an alien was going to craft a human being to infiltrate society or something. Yes, that would also make sense. Yeah. If he had a if British was, accent, then yeah. Or, you know, if 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 uh, if generations of um, genetic control witches who can see the future were to have a plan to make a perfect man that would usher in the era of their ascendancy um, using using various forms of spiritual martial arts, he would be good for that. I mean, we're just like we're just like making a like a like a wish list. We should send it to him. If if you needed a semi impotent cardiologist or cardiologist or perhaps cardiac cardiothoracic surgeon, I don't remember exactly who needs to date a prudish woman who's part of like, part of a quartet. And really, let's face it, New York is the fifth lady <laughs> of women. I just want a scene where waspy inventions that waspy adventures that involve his overbearing mother. I just want a scene where he says something funny as walking a poodle. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but I would say that the strongest performance in this is the vulture, no? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I almost feel like... Um, Whoever... Oh, that's a great vulture. You have to No, the vulture up. does great. I, 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 this is more of my sparse thing. We almost see, like, too much of the vulture. Mm-hmm. Like I'm fine if the if if they're just kind of the vultures just kind of circling in the sky for for some of it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean I kind of like how like re- like relentlessly and obviously he's pursuing Diggs. I think that yeah. it sells kind of this because like Diggs is like, oh, the cops dead over like when they when you, the first after the they yeah, like, yeah. crash into each civil, other, the civil servant buffet or whatever. Yeah, 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 and he's like they're serving lunch over there. And then, like that's the mo- when when the vulture still sticks with him, you're like, oh, this is the v- vulture of vengeance. This is the vulture of death. Like, yeah, yeah. The, vul- the vulture, though, like it's just because it's a trained animal and everything. They kind of in both both of the humans in this in this uh, episode uh, interact with the vulture kind of like it's a trained dog. <laughs> that's true. It'd be like if someone's dog ran up to you in a park. Like if if yeah. a wild animal got that close to you, you would not be okay with it. Yeah, but that's uh, fine. I'm sure I I should have looked into what, what the story is with this vulture. Vinny the vulture. Or be like, that vulture was actually six vultures. That vulture's poison. Um, you know what that vulture is, though, in this? He's definitely like, like, because doesn't the cop talk to the vulture, too? Yeah, yeah. And he kind of talks to it like it's a dog where he's like, which way did he go, boy? Yeah. Like, this vulture is sort of like... Um, not only not only death, but like maybe also like a little bit of like um, you get like the the last rites. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, he's like the um, those Undertaker vultures at the end of Splash Mountain. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. He would look very natural in a little top hat. Yeah, really, all he wants is is to eat. He wants to eat out of that. He wants to eat the eyes out of Kyle McLaughlin and turn him into that very bad looking human voodoo doll that we see in the end. He honestly did him such a mercy. Because so Guy McLaughlin at the end uh, accidentally whack, makes a little hatchet out of a stick and the um, sheriff's badge. badge and he accidentally whacks 
his wrist with it as opposed to the chain or the, uh, one assumes, uh, yeah. policeman's wrist. And then yeah. he falls off a cliff, severing his hand, f- his hand pulls off. Yep. And he falls, which, which, which actually I think looks great and is amazing. It's, <laughs> that's a great, that's a great part. It's a great part. I do like the practical effects here. They're good. And yeah, then yeah. he falls. Some of them are. Yeah. And then he falls and he's paralyzed. And then the vulture approaches. And I was like, oh man, that vulture is just going to eat him. And he's going to have to watch the vulture eat him. For like yeah. kind of a long time, like how long would it, how many pecks would it take? How many looks does it take to get the center of a tootsie pop? How many pecks does it take to to make you die? I don't know. It seems like a lot. Probably you would die of dehydration mm-hmm. first. Maybe it depends on what he eats, I guess. Yeah. Um. But he goes right for the eyeballs, and then apparently just like kills McLaughlin like no problem. Yeah, I I thought um so you. The only thing you missed is I love the weird, the weird practical effect where they show that his neck is broken. I don't love that. He's like, I can't move my arms or legs. My neck's busted. Oh, my neck. I can't move. <laughs> You're yep. like, yeah, we get it, man. But I do like the like weird bulge and, <laughs> that they have on his neck. That's it's 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 wonderfully gross. So it was kind of it's like a little little practical effect bonanza after you see the hand pull off. Yeah. But but this is something where I would try to fix it. Right. It's. You don't want Diggs to die right away. You know he's 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 cooked. So, I, I if I was shooting it, you need more of a thing where the vulture comes in on him and you, he's like, "No, not my eyes!" And he's screaming, and maybe you show like the vulture with the eye and his with the eye in his beak or something. And you show some blood or something, but then you you need to have the camera pull way back or like do like an upsetting spiraling looking at the sun that we've been looking at this whole time while he screams. And you fade to black over the human screams because you don't want him to die, right? You like you, you, you want it to like go out in the worst way possible. Also, you don't have to show the like terrible mannequin they mm-hmm. have. Yeah, looks real fake, real bad. Yeah, um, definitely. I did. Uh, I do like. I like Diggs's can-do spirit in this. It does. Mm-hmm. They do a good job. That is like the most. That's where they put his charisma. I would say. Mm-hmm. Like when he's wandering the desert and he's like, I would like a cold beer, maybe a taco. <laughs> um, you're like, he's yeah. like the happiest man who's ever been lost in the desert. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there's something else kind of funny. I like that his um, the police motorcycle crashes, rams his car, causing it to shoot flames out of the bottom. That's another moment where you're like, this is like a, this is like a TV show practical effect. Mm-hmm. Um, the fire. But it doesn't totally burn up the map that's in the glove compartment because he later pulls it out to look at the map. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's almost like they were like, yeah, our, our car blowing up effect wasn't like that good. It's not. You you, you just, believe that paper wouldn't be vaporized from that. Well, yeah, but I mean, but the car is not even all that banged up. It's just like, oh, now it's broken. <laughs> oh, no. A motorcycle crash. You know, there was an explosion of some sort. Now it just won't start. That's fine. <laughs> get, get in that glove box. Um, did you, uh, what'd you think about the action scene at the beginning? What do you mean? So, okay. So this, this episode actually starts off with a bank robbery. Oh, and oh, we see, oh, yes. We see him run out and the, and, and the sound does not match the action. And we, see, we hear gunshots, but he is not reacting like the gun is recoiling at all. And there's not even like blanks being fired <laughs> at that point. I was like, Oh brother, what, 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 what am I about to have to watch? You're like, Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> oy, oy, oy. but 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 it, it, it saves it it's a, it's a cool it's a cool concept for for an episode um it, it feels very visceral i like when the cops are right they fight they go to the cantina they fight 
he um, the cop cuffs him to his wrist and then he shoots the cop and then the cop's dying act is to swallow the keys to his handcuffs. Very hardcore. So hardcore. Yeah. And that's, that's cool. Now he now he is burdened with the with the with the body. Um, and so I, I think that this this has become this episode fits into a genre that uh, is becoming sort of a little sub theme in Tales from the Crypt of being kind of a neo-noir and a Western. <laughs> um, you know, we have the man who is death. We have cutting cards. Um, I, I know later we have some more. There is some more. They do a little bit more noir, um, although I guess um, the uh, was it sacrifice is also a noir sort of. So we, we see some things here. This one, I think, is more more a Western than it is some sort of uh, uh, Pulp Fiction-esque takeoff sort of thing. Um, uh, so would you like to riff on some Western themes within this uh, I episode? would. I would. Would you like me to lead off the hit parade? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Um, so the man who will be death, right, is the first one. And I feel like this is connected to that because you have this, like, pursuit of justice past anything else like justice will be served regardless of regardless of situation or um plausibility even <laughs> i don't know what you're talking about that that buzzard is actually deputized marshal <laughs> he's part of the desert community policing program special he's, he's, special he's, forces special agent jack bauer green beret mcvulture mcvulture <laughs> Or maybe actually that vulture is basically just a bounty hunter. He's like dog. Mm-hmm. Or Boa Fett. Boa Fett, where? <laughs> or or the Mandalorian, who I do not love, is named Mando. <laughs> um, is he named Mando or is that just what Carl Weathers calls him? Well, being as we've both seen all the episodes, because this is not being recorded in advance, we both know the answer and we'll just we all know that in the end, he's just three baby Yodas in a Mandalorian trench coat. Yep, yep, yep. All standing on top of one another. Wouldn't that be... If that is the end, I will be <laughs> ecstatic. <laughs> the end just makes no sense. He takes the helmet off and he, he is also a Yoda alien. And he says, like, and he says in his like extreme his, his extreme voice, but coming out of Baby Yoda's face, I was also a Baby Yoda all along. <laughs> Us Baby Yodas need to stick together. You need to get a cooler bassinet. Mine looks like a Mandalorian. <laughs> oh, man. In the helmet, there's an even smaller Baby Yoda, like with obvious um, dials and joysticks and stuff, driving it like he's Doctor Wily or something from Sonic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be great. I just want to see the big flexible straw he uses to drink soup. Yeah, never takes the helmet off. Well, I mean, he he did. Take, we see him take. He takes the helmet off. He took the helmet off in front of that open window. Seems like everyone. Yeah, could all have those children him. could have seen him. They're probably just like, hey, who's that guy? Yeah. Never mind. Never seen that guy before. And he's like, that's how I get away with it. <laughs> Wait, is that Pillboy? Pillboy, is that you? Krillboy, come over here. <laughs> no, man, I'm in my hot tub. Um, Krillboy's hot tub. All right, what what other what other connections do you see? Oh, I mean, I think that the way this is set up, this totally has that kind of Southwestern, almost any Southwestern crime show kind of seems to like to deal in Western themes. You have the overland escape into Mexico, the limited cast, man against the elements, the lone policeman with a revolver. <laughs> um, I, th- I don't, cutting cards, um, you know, it, I guess it's kind of funny because, right, they both have the same director who has said that everything knows is Western. So maybe it's really just, maybe it's not so much a, a, a 
exactly a sub theme. It's just that they keep liking that guy. Um, but uh, I do think that uh, you have the, the sort of lawlessness. Um, the only way to make it more Western-y would be if he and the cop had to team up against the vulture at some point. It's true. Or like he came to a town and it was full of vultures. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, but I, I think I think this sort of it, it deals with um, our own American concepts of justice and indivi- extreme individualism, uh, which I think we sort of see here. And he is definitely an outlaw. Um, he robs. He, he literally robs a bank and has bags of money that he's carrying around for part of it as well. Yeah, I looked into the Western genre and there's a, one of the classic uh, story constructions is like our revenge stories. Which hinge mm-hmm, on sure. a chase and pursuit. This one just isn't necessarily like revenge, I would say. But yeah, this isn't like the searchers no, or something. But I yeah, do think it yeah. has this sort of like endless pursuit and like being like just one step ahead constantly. Mm-hmm. Only generally, those stories are told from the perspective of the person chasing, and this is the one being told from the perspective of the person mm-hmm. being pursued, which I like, and actually led me to think that this has like kind of a little bit of a No Country for Old Men feel. Where you mm-hmm. kind of have this like duality between the two, the the pursued and the pursuer. If they're doing the real country for old men thing, though, it would just like end midway through the episode. I mean, you don't want cut to another you don't character. You 100% have to give that vulture a coin. Yeah, but no, there is a little bit of the, I, I kind of thought about like Blood Meridian mm. um, watching this, just the descriptions of the desert and, and the that's the, the sort of. Uh, lawless, hellish, uh, you, you know, that sort of thing, transformative. It's it's more of a feel than it is, I think, explicit text within the story. You know, it's not like he doesn't come out. He doesn't walk out of the desert having had some sort of mystical experience. He's just a bad guy with a dead cop shackled to his wrist who's trying to escape. Mm-hmm. Um, the So you talked about how it kind of looks like Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay. Let yeah, me yeah. actually talk <laughs> about yachting. So you talked about how some of this looks like Walker, Texas Ranger, and some of it looks sort of like... um. Like, uh, and some of it looks better. Uh, to me, it definitely looks like, um, like mid, like mid-century Disney, like Disney Channel pre- presents. Walt Disney presents. Oh man! Like, like there are scenes <laughs> from like Old Yeller that look like this. <laughs> like, yeah. it has kind of that like uh, Bona Vista, like intense blue sky and intense yellow sand, and I love it. I think it looks great. I like it a lot. Uh. Yeah, yeah, I kind of thought it, I kind of thought it looked looked a little bit like like seven like like seven cheap seventies sure. movies, um, similar kind of thing. It's it's filmed in the deserts, you know, outside of, uh, around mm-hmm. L.A. Uh, in Nevada. That you know, it's kind of here you go. <laughs> hey, I recognize that mm-hmm. rock, you know, that sort of thing. Um, but um, there's like like the cantina that he goes to. It looks a little bit too much like it's obviously a set that sure. was a barn. <laughs> you, you know, they could have they could have done a little I bit more there. It's called Senior Frogs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Senior Frogs. Yep. Right. 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 What is that? I can't remember. Doesn't matter. I did like. I did like his. I do like that scene where you see his desperation to get something to drink. That felt good and right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No. And 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 that's what I mean. Like this is this is a generally a good episode, but they kind of they mix really good stuff with stuff that's kind of not not as good. Um, The static camera is what really bothers me. I think that I think and I realize. There are technology and budgetary limitations and things like that. But I think I think a, a more dynamic camera moves would mm-hmm. would help with this. Um, fight in the middle looked really good. Um, I love the swallowing the key. Um, broken neck looks really good. 
it's like a weird mix of very effective and very mm. bad horror effects. Um, this is, I think, I also wrote here. This is from the genre, and this 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 definitely goes with cutting cards and the man who is death. This is the genre of tough men talking tough to each other. Tuffy McTuffersons. Come and get it, you know that sort of thing. Uh, let me see. Oh, the um, I did like that in the bumpers. We get this is the first, is this. Is this the first time? Certainly, this is the most obvious time that we see the Crypt Keeper walk around. Remember, the cop motorcycle pulls up. Then you see, like, legs and movement. And it's the Crypt Keeper. Um, no, because we see just, It's wild. We see wild him walk around him uh, for, um, for uh, the the Christmas episode when he's dressed up like that creepy Santa suit. Yeah, right. Yeah. He's in the, in the Santa. But, yeah, yeah it's, always, it's always upsetting to I see him like, walk around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that he says, cook him, Dano. That also brought to mind, uh, of course, the man who would be death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Well, you know, the electric chair is the official um, the official moment of, uh, yeah. They spend good money on it. They want to use it. Yep, yep. Do you have anything else you want to talk about? Not really. One? Sorry, it's kind of... Do you have a... Do yeah, you like, have it's, a... It's, it's, uh, no, I was just kind of talking about like what 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 we what we'd um, punch up and um, supernatural stuff, but nothing. I don't have anything really yeah. good. I I don't mind that this is not explicitly supernatural. Yeah, I no, I think that's I think that's that's good. I mean, I think the um, it also kind of fits more these the less obviously horror stories. Um, I do fine without being supernatural. I think it would it would. I don't know. I guess it would make it sort of a fun, like, uh, genre bender, kind of a la, um, uh, what's it called? Um, Dust Till Dawn or something. If if it turns out that the cop was a vampire or something. I don't know. <laughs> it would be okay, but I think that, I think that <laughs> just, the... Just, the... The cop says, I have a secret, too, and my secret is better you than know yours. How, like, you know how, like, sometimes just the the situation is so extreme that you understand that it transcends it, it almost becomes it becomes like light supernatural like I, that's how i feel mm-hmm. about both the cop and the vulture in this story like they're not you understand mm-hmm. as the viewer that their pursuit of this man is extraordinary you know it's sort of lightly supernatural in that they the, their pursuit from him pursuit of him extends beyond all reason yeah it defies logic yeah this kind of this actually, it's sort of it's like like supernatural to the same degree that Jaws is supernatural. Yeah, this this actually kind of reminded me a little bit of um, the Black Freighter comic within a comic in 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 Watchmen. Um, it wouldn't be an episode. We can't go. We can't go more than two or three episodes without talking about Alan Moore. But but mm. just just that it's sort of the like extreme people in extreme situations, the chain to a dead man, or you know, making a raft out of dead bodies, and you know things like that. It's kind of uh, an extreme over the top, almost gothic um, or, you know, grand guignol sort of uh, horrific yeah. situation, which again, you know, right. Like, yeah. Why doesn't he smash the hand? Why doesn't he pull it off? Well, cause it's a story and he has to, yes. Cause that would the, ruin the story. It would wreck it, man. You can't, can't, can't take yeah. them. Do you, do you understand why this is such a classic? Like if you look at lists, this is always on there. I mean, I think it's, um, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, when I when I watch it, I feel like 
the idea and what you know they're going for is 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 a little bit better than the final product. Um, mm-hmm. And so it's cool. I mean, when you if you explain to somebody what what this you're like, okay, so there's this episode. There's this guy. He's trying to escape from the cop. The cop handcuffs himself to it, but then the cop dies. So then he has to carry this dead body with him, and he's followed by this vulture. And he and he knows the vulture wants to eat him, but he's got he's determined. And what's going to happen? That's pretty gripping. That's that's pre- that doesn't uh, that 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 sounds really good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You can see how that's beautiful and 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 wonderful. I think the episode itself doesn't really exactly live up to it and deliver as much as it could. Um, but 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 again, we're talking limitations of money and technology and stuff like that too. What do you also think? also t- also timing? Yeah. I mean, like twenty minutes is pretty sure, to sure. make to make this feel long and as epic as it needs to for you to to, to sell it. Uh, twenty minutes is, is not that much time. Yeah, although also, I mean, can you imagine, can you imagine trying to turn this into a ninety minute, like a punchy ninety minute movie? <laughs> oh no, no, no! It'd be crazy. Yeah. It'd be crazy. No, but like this could this could easily fill forty to five minutes. I would yeah, think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think that I guess I had always kind of assumed that there was a lot of pedigree behind this particular episode, and that's why it gets so much love. Uh-huh. But I think it's just that the idea is interesting and its execution is done well enough such that it sticks in one's mind. Yeah. It also is very different from what they normally do. Although, I, although don't you think more and more, I think we have this, we keep, they, we keep, you keep encountering stuff. You're like, oh, this is unusual. They would do this. But then you also realize that I feel like a lot of shows for the crypt, they're just doing crazy stuff all over the place. And that's it's just kind of what sticks. And that's not a criticism, just that, you know, I think I'm. I am interested to see if, as the seasons build, if 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 it starts to get stale or starts repeating itself. But the idea of Tales from the Crypt is, you know, it's is sort of um, uh, a li- you know, sort of a li- <laughs> lightly erotic exploitive slasher. It, it, well, right, but like I mean, we just we just did like what our like fourth episode about basically love potions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> about, so like that's sh- about how sick. women are the worst. So that's pretty samey. And then, of course, yeah. we have the you get promised an impossibly wonderful thing, but oh, nope, monkey nope. spot. No, no, you're Whoa. right. You're right. You're right. You're right. He's not. So like there there are those sorts of things. <laughs> All right, Vulture, here's rare. the deal. I mean, like, the deal I'm going to make rare with you is, in I'm that is a Tales from the Crypt that takes place during the day. Yeah. <laughs> like you're almost never outside for this long. Yeah, that's true. That's true. This 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 must have the most exterior shots of any of any TFTC. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, no, I, I, I like it. It's, 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 I mean, it's sparse and it, and, and so then it's left, it's left with sort of aesthetic stuff, thematically sparse, but then you're left with aesthetic stuff, which is easier to be kind of a pain in the neck about. It is also interesting because I feel like knowing now what I know about the director and of course, uh, uh, Kyle McLaughlin, it feels like it's like kind of kind of a stretch and a weird thing for either of them to choose as well. Mm-hmm. Like he's not typically known to be like a violent villain. Mm-hmm. He's like more of a schemer or he's like a weird ethereal hero. Yeah, I kind of I kind of thought when they talked about killing uh, nursing students and then there were other dead bodies and everything. He almost has kind of a Ted Bundy kind of feel to him. Yeah, where like he's the, the charismatic, handsome killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's what they're going for. But you're totally right. This this absolutely could be done with a uh, you know with sort of like this is this seems like it's teed up to be the perfect thing for some some character actor who's you know been in everything or like some mm-hmm. weird hulking man with a beard or 
Yeah, or it's just a more physically imposing person. Yeah, yeah. But I think it works really nicely with this. I don't know. Like, I, I, I think I had put too much stock when I thought about, like, I remember this episode. I remember liking this episode. I remembered liking the episode and ex- because of who was in it. Mm-hmm. And then when I watched it, I was like, actually, he doesn't really. I mean, like, he just puts in a really solid performance. But I'm like, actually, like, he's not, you know, Did like, you- this is not like a typical him kind of thing. Um and the director is not did not do stuff that I would expect would would lead to this either. Did you want him to go full Black Lodge with it? Like just total like unhinged evil and like laughing all the time. Maybe yeah. this is Dale after he's when you realize that Agent Dale Cooper is possessed. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. All right. I'm ready to wrap up you. Yeah, me too. Would you like? Would you like to go first, or, or is this a men's ceremony? Oh, I went first last. Oh no, no maybe I didn't. No, no, no. I rate you rated first last time. I'll rate first. Yeah. Um, I like this episode. I think it's an interesting idea. I think probably it gets like a little bit too much. Pr- it's definitely not underrated. Is how I'll put it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I will add to that too by saying. Awesome. Well, I I agree with you one hundred percent. Um, I think it is perhaps slightly overrated, but that doesn't make it bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's just I, I, this. This is like exactly the kind of episode you could explain to anybody, like on like a like a normie, like someone who does not normally enjoy this kind of media or watch, you know, or Tales of the Crypt or something like that. And they'd be like, "Oh yeah, I can see why that's cool." Um, <laughs> and um, I would give I give this I also give this one um, four out of five. Uh, popping off hands, hands be popping, hands be popping. Well, come join us for a undoubtedly longer episode next time. Um, when we delve into episode three of season three, The Trap, where we will learn about life insurance fraud, plastic surgery, cheating on your spouse. It's basically the death of a salesman, a la TFTC. Mm, also sounds like other episodes we've done in the past. <laughs> Returning to the well-worn well. I'm excited to bust out my life insurance jokes again. Uh, <laughs> thank you for listening to Grip Reavers. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, however you listen to those pods. Keep listening to our pod on it. Maybe subscribe, rate us, leave us a review. Um, five stars preferred. Be sure you can also visit us on our website, outrageousmechanisms.com slash crypt-creepers. You can see our all of our episodes there, as well as other shows from the Outrageous Me- Mechanisms Network. The family. Family. Uh, yep. There are uh, links, links everywhere. You can hit us up on social media. We're on Twitter at CryptSibs, on Gmail at CryptSibs, and Instagram at crypt underscore creepers. Uh, Till next time. I'm almost sad that Diggs didn't escape. It seems like he was determined to make it to Mexico come hell or I water. <laughs> no, man. <laughs> <laughs>